DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He's the author of numerous books on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola, as well as the teachings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, including The Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, the book on which this series is based. A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome back, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. We are now entering at the beginning of the Mass, one where we are brought forward into the penitential rite. So Venerable Bruno, now that the Mass has begun, as you just um, mentioned, Chris, he focuses first on the penitential rite. And this is the Church's sense that as we are about to enter something that is this holy, that is to hear God proclaim his word to us in the liturgy of the word and then making present of the dying and rising of the Lord in the consecration and receiving communion, that we ask for purification. We ask for hearts that are are set free from anything that could hold us back. And so we begin with the, the penitential rite, you know, the I confess to Almighty God, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. All right, let's begin with question before we come to the answer. So how do we live that part of the Mass? And I think more often than we would wish, this just goes by in a flash. This is one of the parts of the Mass that certainly uh, our hearts accept, our minds believe. We know our need to ask the Lord's forgiveness. We welcome this part of the Mass, but it's over in a flash. So same question, how can we live this part of the Mass really from our hearts so that our hearts encounter Jesus' heart? in this part of the Mass. Obviously, if we can, then the preparation that has already begun entering the church like Simeon or one of the saints uh, is only going to deepen now as our heart is purified, as it brings its need for forgiveness to the Lord and receives the outpouring of that love and mercy and healing and forgiveness. We're going to be ideally ready now to enter into the two main parts of the Mass, which immediately will follow the Liturgy of the Word and the Liturgy of the Eucharist. So this is part of what the Church calls the introductory rites to the Mass. And you can see why they're there. Because they do, if we can live them, they really do introduce us into the prayer of the Mass. It's something that Servant of God Romano Guardini says in a lovely little book on prayer that he has, that much of prayer depends on the preparation for it. Because prayer at its deepest is the space where our heart engages with the heart of God. And hearts need to be prepared for that. That doesn't just happen uh, with a flick of a switch. And that's why the introductory rites are there. That, that's their purpose. And among the various things that we do as an introduction into the heart of the Mass is to ask God's forgiveness, to ask for purified hearts as we begin the Mass. Well, how do we live that? So, Venerable Bruno invites us to think of a man whose life is wayward and is far from God. And he is a tax collector, uh, which is a hated position among the people. He is one who has basically sold out to the Roman oppressors and exacts on their behalf very unwelcome payments of taxes 
uh, from the from the people, from God's people in Israel. And he knows it. He knows his life is not right with God. And somewhere in his heart, probably growing over time, is an increasing sense of trouble that I, I'm, I don't want to live like this. I can't keep on living this way. Something has to change. And probably this is more present at times, less present at times, but it never fully leaves him. The trouble of heart is there, and it's growing over time. Materially, life is good. He has a comfortable position. His personal revenue is uh, all that he needs to live comfortably. Probably also, as many tax collectors did, he's cheating the people, taking from them, not only for the Romans, but for his own use, uh, some of these revenues. Probably he is distant from the, the life of the synagogue and the temple because of the way he's living. He will see the repulsion and the scorn in the face of the people as he meets them, just going about his day or through the streets or in various places. And now this has become an intolerable burden for him. And something in him longs for a change and doesn't know what to do until finally the thought comes, what about God? What if I turn to God? What if I were to approach God and ask for his forgiveness? Can I do that? I who have been so far from him and have cast him out of my life for so long. But the burden becomes intolerable. And the time comes when finally he knows that the moment has arrived. And this man too, maybe even abruptly, uh, just rises from his tax collector's bench, leaves it to others, and maybe uh, impelled uh, by the urgency he feels at a rapid pace, walks through the streets approaching the temple. And now he is at the temple and he approaches the place where people gather for prayer. He sees up in front of him these well-dressed, properly attired Pharisees, and one in particular who stands there, uh, standing before the Lord, and he hears his prayer, essentially thanking God that he's doing so well, that his life is so upright, and indicating that he is not like others who don't live as well as he does. And his glance touches upon this poor, struggling tax collector, whom he scorns. But the tax collector doesn't even approach. He remains at the very back of this place of prayer and bows his head and repeatedly strikes his breast and from his heart makes this repeated plea, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There are no excuses. He doesn't try to hide anything. He opens uh, with utter sincerity the sinfulness of his life to the Lord. And it's a simple, humble plea and begging for God's mercy. And then Jesus, as he tells this parable, says these beautiful words, this man went home justified. And we could actually continue the, the, the prayer if we wanted and watch this man now leave the temple. And in his heart, he knows. He knows that something's changed, that the burden has lifted, that he's feeling a joy a fullness, a closeness with the Lord that he has longed for for years. And he knows now that his life is going to be radically different as he returns to his place of work. Now, says Venerable Bruno, what if we lived the penitential rite? I confess to Almighty God, Lord have mercy. 
What if we lived the penitential rite with the sentiments that filled the heart of this tax collector as he prays in the temple? And so Venerable Bruno says, ask for, beg of God, to live the penitential rite with those same sentiments. And again, if we can do that, uh, if we ask for and to the extent that God grants us that grace, and it's a grace that can grow over time as we continue to uh, be part of Mass and to renew the desire for these sentiments at the penitential rite, well, then our hearts will be ready for the Mass. Uh, Whatever burden, whatever weight is there, sometimes you and I, as we, I mean all of us, as we live our spiritual lives, there are burdens on the margins somewhere of our relationship with God. They don't stop us from living our vocations, loving the Lord, and trying to be very faithful to what the Lord is asking of us, but they weigh on it, and they sap something of our spiritual energy. Here we bring all of that to the Lord. My impatience, the times I miss the needs of my children, the times when I'm more selfish than I ought to be, the times when my prayer is haphazard, when it didn't need to be, I wasn't pressed, the times when I'm too self-indulgent, and we could go on with this, uh, I'd get too angry at whatever it might be. Uh, we all we, we all have these, you know, the just man falls seven times a day, and we do. But we bring this to the Lord with the kind of heart that this tax collector brings this day in his prayer in the temple. And our hearts, too, are transformed. We exit that prayer justified, to use that rich biblical word, in complete harmony with God, with the burden removed. And heart now is ready, really, to engage with heart as the Mass goes forward. So that's Venerable Bruno's proposal for this part of the Mass. Again, you can see it's simple. It's intuitive. There's no part one, part two, part three. It's simply asking for the grace of feeling, having in our own hearts these rich sentiments that allow this tax collector to be so transformed as he went into the house of God for his prayer. We'll return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. DiscerningHearts.com presents a very special first-time retreat led by Father Timothy Gallagher entitled Hope in Difficult Times with St. Therese of Lisieux and her family. Are you challenged by the daily struggles in your life? Have your plans for your life changed in ways you never expected? Are you anxious about the events that swirl around you? Are you fearful for the future of children, family members, and other loved ones as you see them struggle? Has your trust and faith in God been shaken by illnesses or even the death of loved ones? This retreat is for those who are looking for hope in difficult times. Hope in Difficult Times with St. Therese of Lisieux and her family is a first-of-its-kind spiritual retreat led by Father Timothy Gallagher. This in-person retreat will be given on April 7th through the 10th, 2022, at the beautiful St. Benedict Retreat Center in Schuyler, Nebraska. To learn more or to sign up, visit discerninghearts.com. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, You gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ, your Son, a lively hope, 
and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the church. Father, hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. We now return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. It's remarkable, Father Gallagher, isn't it, that you use the words, we exit the prayer and we are justified, that if we come to this prayer, we've prepared ourselves to come to Mass for this encounter, that we are actually in this this sanctuary, essentially, in the church, surrounded by people, and we are actually, with a sincerity of heart, hopefully, giving the Lord all of what you just said, our sorrows our, for sin and anything else that's a burden on our heart, that it's something that is actually being taken from us by heaven. It's being taken by Christ. And so as we proceed into the rest of the Mass, it's, you know, there, there's an encounter here. It's not just a piece of a part where we're reading off a page and we say the words so that the, that the event can continue. But it's actually this deep, deep sacramental-like encounter, isn't it? It is. Yes. When we have finished praying the confidior, I confess to Almighty God, and the threefold, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. The priest responds, may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. I just want to highlight that word forgiveness, because that's really what you're speaking about, uh, Chris, here. Forgiveness, if we really enter into it, is the happiest thing we will ever experience. The best way to understand it biblically, I think, is Luke chapter 15 with the three parables of forgiveness, the lost sheep that the shepherd will not simply allow to wander away, the lost coin that the woman will search until she finds and with rejoicing, you know, calls her friends. And and then above all, the uh, parable of the prodigal son, you know, the father who never ceases to wait. And 
at the first imperfect faltering steps of his son, runs to meet him, embraces him, celebrates with him. That's really where the penitential rite leads. That's the, uh, in its different setting, the tax collector going home justified. Something really changes. Forgiveness changes things. And God delights to give it. Uh, Venerable Bruno would say he is eager to give it. He is honored when we ask his forgiveness. All we have to do, and that's our part in the penitential rite, and that's where the sentiments of the heart of the tax collector can can guide us, is, is to bring our need for forgiveness to God with openness and sincerity, without excuses, and at the same time, knowing the love that awaits us there and the eagerness to remove those burdens from us, that is forgiveness. And so may Almighty God have mercy on us. Mercy, we could spend you know the next half hour talking about that, but just for the moment, just forgiveness. Forgive us our sins. That's what we're asking for, and the priest in our name asks that for us. And God gives it. There's no hesitation on God's part to give it. If we think of daily Mass, amongst many other things, as uh, certainly Sunday Mass, but let's say Mass during the week as well, because it's just more often, and every day, you know, we are entering into the heart of the tax collector and in this way asking God's forgiveness. What a blessing. Not only for the Mass that's going to follow right after the penitential rite, but just for our whole day, you know, as well. There is uh, something very lovely, too, for those who may, for whatever the reason uh, being, may have a hesitation to experience the sacrament of confession, of reconciliation. This, what we experience in the Mass and this, this penitential rite, can bring about such freedom that the door that opens literally to the confessional and that just plunging into an even deeper reconciliation, an even deeper healing is is waiting for that soul. It can be just the next step in a, a loving call for a fuller healing, can it? Sure, and this is a classic thing uh, in our Catholic spiritual tradition when many, many authors speak of, you know, living the sacraments regularly in our spiritual life. They mean these two sacraments, and there is a reciprocal relationship with them there that's deep in our tradition. And I would guess it could work either way. If you live the penitential rite this way, each time you're at Mass, you're going to find the longing for sacramental confession growing and a regular practice of the sacrament of uh, confession is going to enrich certainly praying the penitential rite and our overall participation at Mass. These two sacraments together, that's the center of it all. Yeah, and and a regular practice of these two sacraments is really powerful, and it's just nice the way you've, you've highlighted the reciprocal benefit, the one on the other, which I, now that you're saying it, yeah, it'll work both ways. An excerpt from Chapter 5, O God Be Merciful to Me, from the Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, by Father Timothy Gallagher. Take a moment now to ponder the tax collector's prayer in Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous 
and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Consider his heart, his sincerity, his openness, his contrition, his desire to change, and his trust in God's mercy. Pray for a heart like his. Then, with his same sentiments, slowly pray these words. I confess to Almighty God, the God whose infinite love and mercy we know, and to you, my brothers and sisters, before whom also we accept our responsibility, that I have greatly sinned, humble recognition like the tax collector, in my thoughts and in my words, how I have thought of others and how I have spoken, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, my actions and my omissions, through my fault, through my fault, I accept my responsibility, through my most grievous fault, and accept it again with a humble heart. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, My heart lifts as I ponder her tender love. All the angels and saints, My heart lifts further as I contemplate the multitude of angels and saints who love me. And you, my brothers and sisters, I ask this, too, of those present here with me to pray for me to the Lord our God. With confidence, I ask for the prayers of all these. Now, with a heart like the tax collectors, pray the following words. Pause briefly at each invocation. The biblical verse cited may assist this meditation. As you pray, Feel the healing grace of the God who is, as St. Therese says, nothing but mercy and love. Lord, have mercy. Lord, you are good at forgiving, most loving to all who call on you. Lord, have mercy. With the Lord is mercy. With him is plenteous redemption. Christ, have mercy. A prayer to Jesus from the heart. Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. Christ, have mercy. Again, from the heart. 
Jesus, Son of David, have pity on me. Lord, have mercy. God, who is rich in mercy, brought us to life with Christ. Lord, have mercy. Let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy. Pray these invocations in this way with these sentiments when you are at Mass. In a very real way, this penitential rite allows us to be cleaned in a way that I'm reminded of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. We're just, what he's doing is he's granting us a grace where we're just washed so that when we enter into the, the deeper mysteries of the Mass, our eyes can see more clearly, our, our souls can be more free to. Uh, experience everything that's waiting for us that he wants to mm-hmm. give us, wouldn't you say? Well, you anticipate the next thing that's in the chapter oh. on here because uh, I do quote here precisely that washing from Psalm 51, oh. which perhaps we can invite people to pray, you know, as uh, we continue reflections on the uh, on the penitential rite. But there it is. Cleanse me with hyssop that I may be pure. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Have mercy on me, God, in accord with your merciful love, and so forth. Yet that's exactly the prayer that we make, and which is expressed liturgically in the I confess to Almighty God. You've been listening to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. To obtain the book on which this series is based, A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, Visit EWTN.com, the website for the publisher, EWTN Publishing. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this program has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible to help support our mission of bringing free spiritual formation material to the world. But most of all, we hope you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher.